0: my leadership podcast matt mcclory here from colonial church here in sunny st augustine florida i pray that this leadership podcast would be a useful tool practical and inspiring for you on your journey as you seek to grow in leadership in every way you can god bless you Hey, Pastor Matt here, and I am excited for you to listen to this next episode of Leadership with Pastor Matt McClory. Um, Today, I'm really excited because you're going to get to hear from one of the young guns in our church, who I asked to speak at staff meeting, and that is Ali Crum, who is one of our youth directors here for Youth House uh, here at Colonial, and um, she's an incredible communicator, an amazing leader, and really up and coming pastor in our church and Um, So I'm excited for you to hear from her, uh, and she brings a really solid word, incredible to lean into, and I really pray it's going to bless you today, so enjoy.
1: God's wisdom is something mysterious that goes deep into the interior of His purposes. You don't find it lying around on the surface. It's not the latest message, but more like the oldest. What God determined as the way to bring out—you guys, sorry, this iPad is like glaring right now. There we go, okay. Um, What God determined as the way to bring out his best in us long before we ever arrived on the scene. The experts of our day haven't a clue about what this eternal plan is. If they had, they wouldn't have killed the master of our God, designed life on a cross. That's why, quite like it, what God has arranged for those who love him. But you haven't seen and heard it because God by his spirit has brought it all out into the open before you. The spirit not content to flit around on the surface dives into the depths of God and brings out what God planned all along. Whoever knows what you're thinking and planning except yourself, you yourself, the same with God, except that he not only knows what he's thinking, but he lets us in on it. God offers a full report on the gifts of life and salvation that he is giving us. We don't have to rely on the world's guesses and opinions. We didn't learn this by reading books or going to school. We learned it from God who taught us person to person through Jesus. And we're passing it on to you in the same firsthand, personal way. Amen. Let's just pray real quick. Holy Spirit, we welcome you into this place this morning. You have your way this morning and you come and you speak and you reveal and you restore to us the things that maybe we have forgotten about your promises that you have spoken to every single one of us. God, we seek wisdom, God, in this time as a church and as a country, God, that we would seek your promises and that you would bring to life the things that you have planned all along and that we would put you first, God, and what your plans are. And so we remember your promises this morning that you have spoken to us personally, God, and to us as a church as we navigate the roads ahead and what's to come. So we say yes to you this morning. And we remember your promises that you have said to us. And we say yes and amen to whatever that looks like in every season. Jesus, we love you. Amen. Amen. Woo, message version. Amen. All right, so hey. There's a few things before I get into it, but there's a few things in that passage that I just want to highlight real quick, and they are, um, in the very beginning, it talks about never so imagined. When you think about promises, you think about um, the Israelites, you know, coming out of Egypt. You think about the promises in the Old Testament that God was so faithful to over and over again that he brought his people out to a place because he promised them, and it's so true. And it talks about never so much imagined, and in promises, I wonder what that looks like for us in this season, things that we never imagined or never could have thought of or solutions to things that we never would have thought of to carry us through this season as a church. And so what does that look like? It's things that we've never imagined, that's why they're promises. That's why we have, we have to create spaces for God to speak to us. We have to create a room. We have to create our own promised land that God has provided for us to seek him and hear that. And we'll get into the promised land. Don't worry, I'm like obsessed with the promised land right now. So that's coming um, so, hey, the next thing is, um, and that passage also talks about by his spirit has brought it all out into the open. Nothing's hidden. So if God speaks it, here hear from the Holy Spirit, he's going to bring it out into the open. There's no hiding it. It's his promises. It's true. And you can hold on to it. It also says, um, brings out what God plans all along. If, if God plans it, it's going to happen. And I think about us as, you know, all the different ministries that all of us lead we have a part to play in that, and part of it is listening to the promises that God has spoken to every single one of us. Right. And what does that look like? Because it's different for every single one of us. It's different from kids. It's different from the exchange, youth production, creative worship, admin. It's, it's different from all those different things. So, what what does that look like? What are the promises for you? And then at the very end, this is another part that I love. Everything personal and anything promised land, y'all are gonna see my face like light up. Um, but it says person to person in a personal way because promises are personal. And I think sometimes when think we hear the word promises, we, we do start to think about the Old Testament promises, but they're true today and they're true now and they are personal. It's not something that you may just hear um, during a moment during worship or you, know, you might hear it in a song. I love how we sing the song Promises. Today, because it's so true, it talks about faith, and that's what it is. It's personal, so it's not a scary word. It's not something to be timid of. It's not something to be scared of. It promises. It's personal, and it's for every single one of us. So, hey, seven points. You guys ready? <laughs> Let's do it. All right. So the first one is this: is that promises are faith declarations, and that's what they are. Simply, is that you are declaring faith over something that you have heard God speak to you about, something that the Holy Spirit has stirred up inside of you. It's a faith declaration of what you have heard from God and what you are therefore entrusted to speak about and carry out here on earth. And it goes into our purposes as well. So promises are faith declarations. And the second one is that promises, actually it's just promises in proximity. Ha! Promises in proximity, that's the second one. And I wanna talk about proximity for a second too. So again, point two is promises in proximity. I know in the very beginning of this year, um, Pastor Matt prophesied over us as a church that this is a year of proximity, yeah. a year of drawing close and near to God and whatever that looks like. And I think back to the beginning of this year, the word of revival kept coming up and then corona hit, you know, and then also everything right now, the revival that's happening in our country, and just humanity as a whole, like that is the revival, And so I think about proximity This is a year of drawing drawing close and near to God. And we see that what's happening now, because everything has to come up to the surface to be dealt with and talked about before the promises can come to fruitation and see what that looks like. So promises and proximity. Um, I believe also this summer is really important. This is something that I've seen in Youth House. I've seen it in the exchange when I've been. I've seen it on Sundays, is that this summer is going to be a very significant one. And Pastor Matt has said it too, but this year is going to be a very hard year. But it's going to be one of the years that we look back on and remember, 2020. And I really believe that, especially this summer, in regards to the promises that God has are going to come up. And we're going to see it in our life. We're going to see it in our ministries because of what's happening. Because right now we're building. I feel like all of us feel the tension of that, but it's a healthy, good tension of what we're working on. The projects, the creativity, the dreams, the vision. And that's what's coming up right now. And that's what that looks like. And that's why we feel that, because things are coming up in this season, especially this summer. Summer's go time. I've been telling our youth health photography team, I'm like, this is the summer. You plan, you build up the team. Like, this is it. <laughs> this is it. And so for you, for your ministry, whatever you, that looks like for you, build, build that team up and speak life into them. Like, promises are for you this summer. And this summer is going to last. This summer is a foundation time. And honestly, we have, like, only two full months of Summer, really. It's like July and August. We're already in June. That doesn't count. (laughs) So if we think about it that way, it's foundation years and foundation months. Um, So point three is promises and longevity. So promises and longevity. And this goes right alongside proximity because we're talking about promises because they last and they stand. So the promises that maybe you have um, heard spoken over you through the Holy Spirit about your ministry that you are entrusted with. Like, what does that longevity promises look like because they last and they stand? Like, what what does that look like? It's not something that's just going to be for a season. I think it goes right into proximity, a year of drawing close and a year of drawing near to God because it's going to stand. It's going to withstand the fire. It's going to be refined. I love how we're talking about that on Sundays about the Holy Spirit because that's exactly what it is. It's longevity and it's proximity. We're drawing near and it's something that's going to last because of the promises that he has spoken to us individually. So the third one is promises and longevity. And the fourth one is that promises are personal. And in 1 Corinthians, um, same chapter, chapter 2, verse 13, it says, we learned it from God who taught us person to person through Jesus, and we're passing it on to you in the same firsthand, personal way. And I want to talk about she-shells real quick. Is that okay? Okay. So I'm a Florida girl, born and raised, literally was born on the island, not in a hospital, Florida girl, love the beach. Um, That story's for another time. Um, (laughs) But pretty much, I love walking on the beach, and for the past few months, I've just I've just been walking a lot. That's just my time. I spend this time I hear the promises, the time I um, walk with the Holy Spirit, walk and talk kind of thing. And there's a few um, months back where I was walking and you know how you go a little bit too early or like you just miss the sunrise like a little bit late and it's like really bright and you're looking at the water and you're like I can't even see, it's so blinding because the sun's coming up <laughs> and you're like, I just missed the pretty like sunrise. Like what's happening? Like, <laughs> And so anyway, you're looking at the water and it's so blinding and let's be honest, our beaches don't have like the most biggest shells, unless it's like after hurricane season, <laughs> it's, unless you go to like west coast of Florida, then you have like the big conch shells and stuff. But um, anyway, I was walking and I just saw all of these shells, and it was that time of day right after sunrise where it's really blinding, and all these clusters, as I call them, I have terms for morning walks, so all these clusters of seashells, I saw them all, and they were just glistening, and it was so much of them. And it was, it was something different because we don't have huge patches of seashells that just wash up randomly all the time. And I was looking at that, I just kind of felt my spirit, God, saying, like, those are all the promises I have for my people. And, and it was almost like they just don't know about it yet, but those are all the promises that I have for them. And you just imagine yourself, like, walking on the beach and you just see this long stretch and it's just glistening. And that's all it is, is all the promises that God has for his people. He has for us. He has for you. And there's so many of them. It's not just one. There's so many. And oftentimes, a lot of people, too, like, they need to be encouraged with that. Like, they need to hear hope. They need to hear life. They need to be promised that, you know, Jesus is for them. Jesus died for them. And that's a promise that they can have, but they just don't know about it yet. Or they're not choosing to do it. And so, in that moment, I was just reminded of that. And I personally, like, walking out in faith have been, Um, I also have a seashell container that I put the date on things that I'm believing for and promising for. Um, Bear with me, it's a lot of seashells, I get it. Um, But pretty much I, I put the date on it and I put what I'm believing for and promising for. And whenever I see it come to pass, I put the date when I saw it come to fruition and come to life and I put it back in the same jar. And recently, one for me, just really practical real quick, was that I was praying for another um, part-time job with nannying. And literally a week, I put it in. I was like, provision, like, it's going to happen. Week later, I get a text from the beautiful Liz Creasy about nannying for the TARS. And, um, and then a week later, that's what I'm doing now. Amen. And it's incredible. So, and that's just something really practical, because I don't want to talk about random seashells, because that would be really weird. But the reason why I'm telling you guys that is because, like, whatever it looks like for you acting out in faith, like, put a date on it, write it out, write it out, just act on it, act in faith for the promises. Because for me, like I needed to do that, to act in faith, like, God, I'm gonna see you do that. And then a week later, I'm putting another in the one, be like, date, yep, happen, what's the, what's the next thing? What's the next promise that you have for me? What's, what's the next one? I'm ready, what's the next one? Yeah. So anyway, seashells are over. <laughs> um, okay, so point five is the promised land. You guys ready for this? Yeah. Okay, the promised land, I'm really excited about this. So if you ever heard me before, I always call the second odd, the promised land, second auditorium. I I call it the promised land, and there's a reason because there are so many generations that are gonna come out of that space. (laughs) From youth, from exchange, from Brill and Chill's back there, Roman Sisterhood sometimes, honestly, staff was back there. Everything comes out of the second odd. And obviously, like, God can move anywhere, but that space has been created to see promises come to life. And so in the promised land for you, like what's the space that you're creating in your own life? Like what's your promised land? I think about production team. Y'all's promised land is that booth back there. (laughs) That's it. You guys don't have a huge space, but that's it. That's your land. That's your home. That's where you live. That's where you eat. That's where you cry. That's where you create. That's, That's where you thrive. That is your area. And it's so beautiful because that's where conversations are had with people. That's where you get to speak life over people. That's where you get to train people. That's where you get to just encourage them. And it's in your promised land. So in all your different ministries, what does it look like for you? Where is your space? What's your promised land? Where does God have you? What has he entrusted you with? What what does that look like? It may not be the production booth, (laughs) but it might be the second odd. It might be your home. It might be the lobby. It might be the kids space. It might be the staff area. It might be up here on this platform doing worship on Sundays. But what's your promised land? Where does God have you? And the second part to that within um, point five, the promised land, is that there's leadership in the promised land. There's labor. There's a harvest. And there's fruit. If you look at the promised land also in the Old Testament, there's, there's a leader. People have to be led into the promised land. And I think about the weight of ministry, and I think about how we're all called to lead people, and it's the most beautiful thing, but also also, I love how we talk about it a lot too, how there is a weight to it, and there is leadership, and people need to be led, and there's also labor. I think about Berm and the second odds setting up (laughs) for the exchange in Youth House. I think about all the different things that you go in, all the things behind the scenes, all the emails, all, all the text messages to your team, all the base camp notifications, like what is that for you? What's and that's that's the labor, that's the work. So there's work that goes into that, but there's also um, there's also a harvest. You get you get to if it's if it's God's promise, and He spoke it to you, and you're and you're working on working on it, and you're stepping out in faith and saying, God, I'm gonna believe for this. You're gonna see the harvest come through that, and you're also gonna believe, and you're gonna see the fruit. And oftentimes the fruit is people, and you hear their stories. And in the promise and the Old Testament, literally a lot of those chapters and books is about stories of people and their, faith, and their faithfulness and stepping out and saying, God, I'm gonna trust you. God, I'm gonna believe in that promise that you've told me. I'm gonna step out because I know that you have told it and I know that you are faithful and I know that you're gonna bring it to completion. So that's the promised land. I love talking about it and there's more to come with that. Um, but yeah, the promised land. What's your space? Or maybe you need to create space. What's your zone? What's ground one? Okay, next one. All right, point six. um, Promises for your ministry. And this one I want to get really practical about too. Um, And I was talking to a friend recently, and it's really awesome when you start talking to a friend about something and be like, oh, I just read that too in the Bible. I just read that the other day. You're like, what, we're on the same page? Like, what? Or it's like something comes up on a Sunday and you're like, I just read that. Like, what? Like, it's the coolest thing ever. And I think about how God, if God's in on it and it's his plan and it's his promise, you're going to see it also on your team. And so how often are you talking to your team about the things that Jesus has spoken to them or the things that they've been reading about, the things that God has been revealing to them? And the, the promises that I've spoken over the ministry that you're entrusted to are going to come out of that because everyone's going to be on the same page about it. And it's going to come up. And they will come up with new things, too. And that's the beautiful thing is that there's always something new coming up. There's all, everyone has different promises. Everyone has different ways how they see the world. And so when you talk to your team, you get to see a bigger picture of what God's doing and see what's happening. And so, in regards to promises for your ministry, like listening to your team, listening to your core team. Like, what, what is God speaking to them about? And it could even be a prayer request, too. I think promises, too, you're acting out in faith. I think prayer requests the same way, too. Like, you're praying over something, you're believing for you're acting out in faith. And so, what, what, you, what is your team praying about? What are they believing for? And I think, especially this summer, too, in these foundation years of the promises what God is laying now and what the team is doing. There's, a lot of, there's lots of team building happening right now. We see it on Basecamp. <laughs> camp notifications are just a small glimpse of that because that's practical. It's how you can see it coming in. And you can see how God's moving in the practical. So hey, the promised land and the promises for your ministry. And then point seven is that promises are for your every day. They're for your every day. The minute you wake up, the minute you go to bed, he has promises for you for that day. And they're all different, and, and they're personal. And I think it's really beautiful, too, how God can have this big plan for the church, but he also has a plan just for you, too. And that plan just for your own life and for your personal promises, that's so important. Because that leads for the vision, the promises of the promises that God has for his church as a whole. And this is also another um, practical example, um, youth house example. Um, A lot of my time I spend doing a lot of the admin stuff. And recently um, I've just been taking time to look at the list and look and see how God's moving. Look and see the people that you're talking to. Look and see the connections that are being made. Because sometimes I know it's very easy for that phone call list to become really long or the things I know on Tuesdays too, all of us are thinking right now the things that we got to do. <laughs> but hey, in this moment on Tuesdays, especially after staff, just take a moment and pause and look at all those things and see God's hand and see his promises on what he has in store for you on every single day. Because it's so, it's so practical too. And I think just stopping and seeing how God's moving See the people that he's bringing in to our world? The, the, the new people that I've just started coming to like on Sundays, getting them plugged in? The people that have been here for a while, but maybe are just right now, maybe they're just a little bit lost. Like what are the promises that God has for them? What, what encouragement, what, what is, how is God using me in the promised land that I'm entrusted with? How, how am I encouraging them into the promised land that God has for them? Like what does that look like? So the promises are for your every day. And those are my seven promises. I have lots more, but those are my condensed down. Um, but I wanna...
0: Well, I pray you enjoyed that leadership episode. Thanks for tuning in. I pray it was inspiring and a blessing to you on your journey. Hey. We'd love for you to connect with us. So please leave a comment. And if you'd like to send us an email, send us an email to podcast at colonialchurch.life. Visit us on Sunday as well. We'd love to see you in the house here at 550 State Road 207 at Colonial Church. God bless you.